So whether you're a baby boomer looking to get out in the next few years or somebody in business or somebody looking to get into business, the reality is what are you going to do to make sure that your business is special and your business is prepared? Because there's going to be more people looking to sell businesses than buy businesses. So if you expect to get maximum value out of your asset, and that's what a business should be, an asset that generates cash flow and profit, if you expect to get a good return on that investment, you need to prepare from day one. If you haven't prepared for now, start doing it. We'll take you through some of the ways to actually do that. So with your time. Now, I don't know whether you've had the chance to read um, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or whether uh, Brian Tracy's written some fabulous books on time management. There's a whole host of different things that you can actually go out there and tools to actually work in your time management. The reason why I mentioned time management second is because if you don't get this un under control and master your time, the reality is you're now letting go one of your most valuable resources. It's a non-renewable resource. Once today is gone, it's never coming back again. You have a finite amount of time on this earth. It's up to you as to whether or not you use every moment of that time as effectively as you can, personally, professionally, in business, socially. So it's up to you. Now one big part of that is when we actually look at our time, I like to look at it in a way of breaking it down to really four different segments. And the first segment I look at it is what are those things that are taking up my time that are not urgent and not important? And these are the things that we actually call distractions. They might be joke emails, they might be uh, reading the paper when you should be actually working, and I hear lots of justification behind that, oh, I need to come into the office and read the paper every day so I know what's going on. That may be true for a small part of the population, but I tell you, for most of us that's really not the, the case. Is it important? Yeah, possibly. but make sure that you actually get reading and doing the right things at the right time. Read the paper by all means, but read it at the right time. Look at your joke emails at the right time. Don't have to necessarily ignore them. But yeah, Facebook, another one, great, fantastic social media tool. But used inappropriately can actually be what I classify as a distraction. So it's not important and it's not urgent. The next area to look at are the things that are actually urgent but not important. And they're the things that we usually fall into delusion. The phone ringing is usually a good example. If the phone's ringing, it's probably urgent. That's why it's ringing. Is it urgent? Well, you don't really know until you answer the phone. Then when you answer the phone, if it's a client who's looking to engage you, then it's probably an important call. If it's somebody trying to sell you another phone plan, it's probably important, but only important to them, not so important to you. So what are the things that's happening where you're deluding yourself to be able to put those things in place? What gatekeepers, what tools can you use within the office to screen some of those things? And what are the other activities that you're being delusional? Some of the low skill, low um, capability, low value tasks that many business owners end up doing inside their business. I see a lot of business owners who you do their own bookkeeping rather than getting a bookkeeper in. They'd rather invest, uh, spend time to save money rather than invest money to save time. Truly successful people will take that attitude of investing money to save time. Are there tasks within your business that are better done by somebody else, that'll take a fraction of the time and that will enable you to focus on your core competencies, enable you to do the things that you do best and will generate a better profit inside your business? 
And that's effectively what we're talking about. Better times, better profits. Another part of that then is to actually look at the urgent and important things. They're the day-to-day -day things, and we classify that as demand, where these things are urgent, they're important, they're repetitive tasks within our business that need to be done every day. Unfortunately with them, what they do is they end up sucking up so much of our time, augmented by our delusional and distraction activities that suck up even more of our time, and don't allow us to get down to the really important part. That's the important but not urgent part of it. Now what's important but not urgent? Standing here today in fairly good health, my health to me is important. Is it urgent? Probably not. Now, if I fell over with a heart attack, my urgency has now moved from not urgent to suddenly urgent. Unfortunately, this also then falls into a lot of people that I meet uh, and that we meet where their families fall into the areas of other categories. So they don't get to spend that time with their families and their, their loved ones and their friends. They're important to them, but they're not urgent. Because they're uh, not urgent, they are shunted aside and not given the presence that it is. So I actually work from the inside out. If I make sure that I work on my zone time, the stuff that's important to me and that's not particularly urgent, and then I work on the demand, which is important and urgent, I don't find that I have a lot of time in my day for the rest of it and that the quality of my life and the interactions with those that matter to me are far, far greater. There's a saying that says um, something along the lines of there's no use having the most amount of money living in the best house on the top of the hill if you've got no one to share it with. So get that balance. I call it a life-work balance, not a work-life balance. And that time management principle that I've just shared with you is a way to actually get that back under control. So if you can do that, you'll be much better off. So let's have a look at money. Poor financial management is not only the cause, the root cause of so many businesses failing, it's also the failure of so many relationships. It also impedes on those things. You know where they talk about a happy wife is a happy life? I can assure you, if you take care of the things at home through good financial management at work, you will actually uh, achieve much better results at work your business will, will actually flourish a lot greater. A lot of these things could actually have been avoided if they'd taken on sound principles. One of the things I ask a, a new client when I meet with them is, who's responsible for profit in your business? And quite often I hear, I oh, know my accountant's responsible or, or, or my, uh, uh, my bookkeeper's responsible. Well, I'm sorry, but that's hogwash. You need to take personal responsibility for your own actions and take the responsibility for the profits in your business. So your bookkeeper and accountant are absolutely essential in your business, and I'll mention that time and time again. But unless you become financially literate enough to actually be able to ask the questions of your bookkeeper and accountant, then you're not going to be able to take responsibility over financially driving your own business. If you ask them the right questions, they'll thank you for it. A good bookkeeper and good accountant will thank you for asking good quality questions they'll be ecstatic that they've got somebody that they can engage in in a way that is going to help you drive those profits forward. Now, you can't cost-cut your way to a magnificent business. It's important to manage the financial areas of the business and then enabling you then to be able to invest in the time, money and efforts in other areas of your business. So get those core principles right and we'll cover that in, in a little bit of detail today and a lot more 
as we go through the Business Essentials series. So that cost on case, just to bring it back to you again, a lot of small and medium-sized business owners, the cost to them is not necessarily just a fiscal cost. We see divorces, we see separations, we see uh, broken homes, we see people who are miserable and unhappy, disengaged from their friends, their family, their loved ones, they've got heaps of money, they've got nowhere to go with it. Or they're not making money, they're working a squillion hours and they still have nowhere to go with it. They haven't got anybody anymore to even be able to deal with. So make sure that we actually take care of those things. And a big part of it is their physical health starts to fail. And that's terrible. Because how can you say that your family and uh, those around you are incredibly important unless you're around to be able to support them and uh, spend that time with them. So looking after yourself enables you to look after others. So consistent, uh, I know I'm harping on this, but consistent financial management is the key to running a successful business. It's the absolute key. You need to be able to collect, track, save and invest wisely within your business. You must be in control of your money, not necessarily the other way around where the money's controlling you. So the keys to good uh, money management, very simple things. Budgeting. When was the last time that you sat down and prepared a budget that was meaningful? Now, what is a budget? There's a whole host of different budgets. I'm talking about whether it's a household budget. Have you budgeted for profit? Have you budgeted for cash flow? Have you budgeted for growth? Have you budgeted for capital equipment replacement? Have you budgeted for training and investment? What are the different things that you'll need to do to actually budget within your business? Mm -hmm.